Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mishnah Mesech to Yavamas Perak Tes, Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. So yes, you discussed four different relationships where either your mutter to your husband, also to the Yavam, mutter to the Yavam, also to the uh, original husband, also to both, or mutter to both. Here is a case where you're mutter to the Yavam, but also to the Baal. For instance, Kohen Gadol Shekidish Es Almanas. A Kohen Gadol does Kedushin, not Nesu, and not a full marriage, but only Kedushin with an Almana. Then he dies. Vyeshul Ach Kohen Hedin, he's an ordinary brother. A Kohen is an ordinary co- a brother who's an ordinary Kohen, so this ordinary brother can do Yibom uh, with the um, with this Almana. Now, why is it only Kedush but not Nesuin? Because if he did full fledged Nesuin, she'd be considered a Chalal. Kosher Shinasa Chalal, Vyeshul Ach Chalal. Another case would be you have a Kosher who marries a Chalal, a, a regular. Um, Eligible Kohen marries a Chal, which is forbidden. But he has a brother who's a Chal, which is permitted, so then he can perform Yibim with her, even though the marriage originally wasn't allowed. Interestingly, all these marriages, they hold. Someone tries to marry their Erva. Someone tries to, mar- to marry betrothed their sister. It doesn't work. It's, n- it's nothing. But here, because it's, it's, in this situation, it's not Erva, so the marriage does take hold. It's just not allowed. Yisrael shnasa mamzeris. Yisrael marries mamzeris. If Yisrael marries a mamzeris who's not allowed to marry, mamzer, but he happens to have a brother who's a mamzer, so if Yisrael dies, the the Yavam, she can marry the brother because again, it's a mamzer marrying a mamzer. Mamzer is not a bas Yisrael. If a mamzer marries a bas Yisrael, so just the reverse case now with the, the husband's a mamzer, Yisrael, but he has an ach, a brother who's a Yisrael, so uh, in that case, it would be permitted. In that case, indeed, it would be to, to marry her because. Um, he, although she couldn't have married the original husband, she can marry the brother who's regular. Okay, the last set was where it's usher to both. Usher the elu of elu. Where is it the woman's not allowed to marry both the husband and the yibum? Kohen Gadol who marries a widow, not allowed. And he's a brother who is either the Kohen Gadol or the Kohen Hedya. Now, Kohen Hedya, we mentioned because she can, once once the first husband who wasn't allowed to, to uh, marry her marries her, so now she's considered uh, a, a zona. Now she's considered a zona. Now, you might be thinking, how are the two Kohen Gadol? So actually, that can happen. If there's a war, sometimes we'll send out, we'll have a second Kohen Gadol. Or let's say the Kohen Gadol is uh, sick or Tomei, and it's over Yom Kippur, we'll appoint the second Kohen Gadol. And once you make some of the Kohen Gadol, we don't remove that status. Smiling B'Kodesh V'Ein Maridin. Kosher Shnas Echalol. You have an eligible Kohen who marries a Chalol, which is not allowed. Yishloch Kosher, and his brother is also Kosher. So if he dies, this Chalol can't marry the other brother as well. Yisrael Shnas Mamzeris, you have a Yisrael who marries Mamzeris, forbidden to him. Yisrael, his brother is also a legitimate, total, totally healthy uh, Yisrael, so this Mamzeris can't marry him either. Mamzeris Shnas Abbas Yisrael, and Mamzer marries the daughter of Yisrael, not allowed. Yisrael Mamzer, and he has a brother who's a Mamzer, so if he dies, the brother can't marry this regular Yisrael. Asur is the Eil of Eil, these are all forbidden. And lastly, Vishar Kal Nashim, Matarmel Balim Ulbayam. And basically anything else that we didn't describe in this Mishnah, so in the, 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 the woman's allowed to marry the man, and in the event, if the man died, she can marry the brother. Okay, now there is a new category in Mishnah Gimel, and that's called Shniyos La Arayas. We discussed the concept of Arayas in previous Mishnahis, especially in the beginning, uh, a man's sister, his mother, etc. The Chacham came along, the rabbis came along and instituted a second degree, uh, Arayas to a second degree. Meaning to say that although a man is not allowed to marry their mother, because that would be uh, an erva, technically a man can marry their grandmother. So the rabbis came along and forbade these sort of things as well, his grandmother, great-grandmother, etc., because these things are very similar, and we don't want to... So we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. It's, it's a little complicated. We'll leave it at the fact that there is a whole institution of shniyos l'arayis, which are additional people who are considered an erva. 
And what we're going to discuss now is what exactly or how much do we define this to be an erva to the extent that we are going to say that a child is a mom's there. What do we do about yibum, etc. So we're going to really right now we're going to try to test the boundaries and figure out how much is this considered. How how forbidden is this? Is it really like an erva, or we just treat it like an erva and say don't get married? So shnei is we did so for him. So the first case is again it's a good nice yibum's case. Was we're, you're going to have two brothers who have different mothers. Now, in the event you have two brothers with different mothers, so the grandmother of brother two is not is not related to brother number one, because it's the it's brother it's brother number two's grandmother, and additionally, the only reason brother number two let's call him Reuben and Shimon Shimon can't marry his grandmother that's rabbinic. Reuben technically could marry Shimon's grandmother because it's uh it's they're not, they're not related to their mothers they're only related to their fathers so it's his father's mother and a mother mother-in-law's mother it's a little distant so the case we're going to have here is to put on your vomas caps right now is we have two brothers one of them is married to his brother's grandmother okay reuben shimon reuben's married to shimon's grandmother now reuben dies which means now reuben's wife is shimon's grandmother falls to yibum to shimon now technically on the level of the raisa that would be fine, all good and well because they're not, there's no, there's no erva here. But the rabbis came along and said, no, there is an erva here, that it's rabbinic. So is the rabbinic erva going to override the oraisa, the biblical, the biblical command and, and necessity uh, to do yibam? Shni is the so So regarding secondary arais, which are only rabbinic, shni lebal v'lo shni If a woman is secondary erva to the husband but not to yavam, asur lebal emotel yavam. So I gave you the, the inverse case. Um, I actually, I give you the, the first case really is where, again, channeling the pre- previous Mishnah, you have a two brothers. One of them is married to, one of them is married to his grandmother. So the case we're already starting off, the opening case is going to actually be a case that's rabbinically forbidden. Two brothers, one marries his grandmother, but because they don't share mothers, it's his bro- it's only, it's, 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 this grandmother has no relation to his, to um, the, the other brother. So again, you have two brothers, Reuben and Shimon. Shimon marries his grandmother, which is not allowed only rabbinic. Then Shimon dies, which means his wife now falls to Reuben. Reuben is uh, Reuben is allowed to marry Shimon's grandmother because although they're brothers, since they're not brothers through their mothers, there's no relation there whatsoever. So again, So here's a case where Shimon was not allowed to marry his grandmother, but in the event Shimon does and dies. So because the marriage takes hold, it's not an erva. An erva's marriage only doesn't take hold when it's an actual erva d'oraisa, biblical. But here, since it's, only, it's rabbinic, the marriage took hold, which means now Shimon's grandmother falls to Reuven to do yibum with. So this is the case we opened up with, and that is uh, Shimon marries Reuven's grandmother, which is allowed, allowed because, again, although they're brothers, they're not sharing um, mothers, only sharing fathers. So in that case, so in the event that uh, Shimon um, dies, right? Shimon married Reuben's grandmother. If Shimon dies, Reuben is not allowed to marry his, his grandmother, even though on a level of Daraisa, we say you're supposed to, but the rabbis overruled it and said you can't marry your grandmother. Uh, she's a Shneel Arias. Shneel she's a secondary ever to both the husband Yavim, also Zelazev, they're forbidden to both of them. Uh, and now, in the event a man does go ahead and marries a erva from the second marriage, so we say in the case of Daraisa, so then we the whole thing doesn't take hold. In the event that a person goes ahead on overrides this rabbinic ruling and marries his grandmother, so we penalize him. Ain la lo ksuba, she doesn't get her ksuba, lo peros, nor does she receive any payments um, of, of, of produce from her husband. If her husband's using her property, she, he's supposed to pay her with pay, stuff. 
Flumazonis, he doesn't have to feed her. He doesn't, have, he doesn't owe her money. Flumazonis, nor does he pay any um any um if any the value of, of the property. If she has property, she brings to the marriage, and the husband uses it. He's supposed to pay her for if the property gets worn out. However, we have a lot of kosher. The ba- the child is legitimate. It's not considered a mamzer because rabbinically, it's only rabbinic that this marriage was not allowed. But the kovan is allowed and we do force the husband to divorce her. We don't let this stand. Amana kohen gadol. What do you have a, a amana who marries a kohen gadol? Hush v'chalutz the kohen hediot or a divorcee or chalutz marries an ordinary kohen. Mamzer is natin Israel. A mamzer natin marries a legitimate kohen, not allowed. Bachisrael nisim the mamzer or the inverse case. Yesh l'ksuba. In these cases, they do have the ksuba. And what's the, what's the reason? Why is there a difference? And the difference is as follows. In a case where it's only rabbinic prohibition, we're afraid people might say, ah, it's just the rabbis, and they might go ahead and do it, so we penalize them. In a place where the Torah is not allowed, we're not concerned people are going to override and overrule the Torah, and therefore we didn't institute a, uh, a punishment in the event someone does, in fact, go and contravene the Torah. I wish you all a wonderful day.